What's up, everyone? It's Brad from the Propaganda Report. We had some audio difficulties today on my end. The mixer had a problem, and it made my audio distorted a little bit. We're going to publish the show anyway. My apologies. We have already corrected the problem, so that will not happen again. But we just want to go ahead and post it. Hope you're having fantastic holidays. We will talk to you all tomorrow with much better and more clear audio tomorrow. Welcome to the Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 commercial-free minutes for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Our top story is the Moderna vaccine is starting to roll out. I The first time I saw the different vaccines that required freezing or not freezing, I recall there were 150 candidates and only one required freezing. That was the Pfizer vaccine. And I thought it was because it was an mRNA vaccine, but the Moderna vaccine is also an mRNA vaccine, but it does not require freezing. So it looks like they're, because the way I think of it, and I think Binkley, you think of it the same way, these are live trials and they are Wait, it doesn't require freezing? It does not require freezing, just refrigeration. So, and and the AstraZeneca one also doesn't require freezing, and that's the one that's slated for the Global South. Now here, the Moderna one, I've heard this many times just today, is slated for rural areas, which I tweeted at you over the weekend, are, are being targeted just the way minority communities are as being uh, both anti-vax and particularly susceptible to the illness. So now we have different groups separated out by geography or economics or race. I can't really tell what they're after here, but there are factors determining who gets which vaccine that aren't just strictly as they are shipping. And another wrinkle about the Pfizer one is the Moderna one you can you can get in a 100 unit lot. Pfizer is close to a thousand. So if you can't store a thousand in a freezer or an increments of a thousand, you can, you're not going to go for the Pfizer. So it's really making it where the I I would say the richest places are getting the Pfizer one. The middle ones will get Moderna or like poor America. And then the global south will get AstraZeneca. And of course, the anti-vaxxers get nothing. But there are a couple of other things in the covid world that I think are going to come together over the next couple of months. I'll tell you about it, but I'll take a breath if you want to say anything about the vaccine. Yeah, I have a lot to say about that. They're segregating the vaccines. Vaccine segregation is what it sounds like to me. by segregating out into different communities, African-Americans, rural, it's just like any propaganda campaign where they're targeting the specific campaigns with a specific type of messages because they want to get them to take a certain action. It also sounds kind of like a clinical trial where you're going to give this vaccine to this demographic in this area and that vaccine to this demographic in that area to gauge what the reaction is. And also that you're giving the vaccine to people who were never tested in the actual clinical trial first, which is another form of of testing it seems like so we're experiencing a mass clinical trial right now in my opinion and all the news that's coming out is lending towards that there's story after story about whether it's the allergy reactions or whether it's the the mutating form of coronavirus and there's a filter that we can ask ourselves with any of these stories that we see and it's very simple it's 
What's the purpose of this vaccine-related story? Let's take, for example, let's say that the purpose of the propaganda campaign is going to be to get people who are vaccine-hesitant to be open to taking the vaccine or to even desire taking the vaccine. There's going to be a bunch of different goals that go after, but focusing on that one in particular, let's say we see a, a story about the allergies coming up again, all these people who are having these adverse reactions. Why? How is this story, this vaccine-related story, going to serve their broader agenda of getting vaccinated hesitant people to take the vaccine so we take this story of people reacting adversely and we ask that question the question is it gives this illusion of transparency of building trust and that's what they've been talking about even in the rockfin videos we did the council on foreign relations we have to build trust in the vaccine so we give the illusion of transparency and what we're going to experience i guarantee you that this is going to happen to continue this campaign is we will see these people who had these adverse reactions go on a media tour saying i had the adverse reaction it was bad but i'm still thrilled that i took it and i think you should take it too they're going to become the spokespeople for the vaccine to target that demographic in my opinion and asking that question about all these stories will lead you to similar answers. Hmm. All right. Well, we'll see how that rolls out. I think there are a couple of other factors that are going to mask that this is a live trial. Yeah. One is they're talking about the UK COVID-21, I guess, is what it's going to end up being called. I don't know. But that that's this. There are, I think, a thousand strains. So th- this one their story changes like with everything it's more contagious and it's makes you sicker which is unusual for some to be then i just read today in the same i believe there were both these stories were in the wall street journal that they're not sure it's more contagious but they are sure that major restrictions will continue into the new year that they're sure of so so now there's this new strain who knows how that's going to impact the vaccines but there was another front page story that that absolutely supports without question what I had been surmising or concluding all along. It is the headline is hospitals retreat from early COVID-19 treatment. So what that sounds weird. Like, aren't you supposed to treat it early? That's not what they're saying. They're saying in the early days, they were preemptively putting people on ventilators and giving them powerful sedatives largely abandoned in recent years. Now, that reminds me of AZT. AZT was a drug that they stopped using because of its deadly effect, and they took it off class. I think it was like Category X. It was also Fauci. Say it again. I was also Fauci with AZT. Yeah, no, I have a list of 11 things that are similar between AIDS and COVID. Fauci is number two. This is now number 12 because I didn't know they were taking things off the shelf that had been basically fallen out of favor. So what those two things do probably is increase the mortality rate. And now they're saying they're going back to the protocols that were in place before COVID-19, which is to be more cautious about ventilators, to not put people on major sedatives. And my feeling is that if they're doing that, they're going to cut back on the deaths that are caused from that, which may be offset by deaths from the vaccine. Plus, you fold into that Johns Hopkins blog post that was taken off, but everybody still saw it, that said deaths are being recategorized from heart attacks to COVID. So if they're going to correct that problem and decategorize COVID deaths to heart attacks, those things, both this protocol and the heart attack thing, will take that 
COVID death toll and bring it down so that if the vaccines, I'm just saying this is a way they can cover. And a lot of times this is exactly what happens. So it's a what to watch out for that as they put as these COVID death numbers go down from these two factors, if there is an increase, if there is any kind of deadly side effect from any of the vaccines, they could categorize that as COVID. And it won't look like there's a spike in COVID deaths correlating with the vaccines. I'm just saying they're playing with the numbers. Here's something to watch out for. What's up, guys? With such uncertainty in the world right now, the best way to have true security is by growing your own food. And Neighbors Feed and Seed in Smyrna, Georgia, they got you covered. They offer garden supplies, vegetable plants, chicken feed, bird feed, farm supply, everything your garden or farm needs. They even host a farmer's market on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. And right now, for Propaganda Report listeners only, they're offering 10% off of all online purchases at NeighborsFeedAndSeed.com. Just type in coupon code PROP, P-R-O-P, all caps, upon checkout. And if you have any questions, give them a call at 678 678- Six five three eight eight three eight. Yeah, the preemptively ventilating. How did we know that months ago? I knew that. I had an experience with somebody, a family member in the hospital on a ventilator, but I'm not a doctor. I didn't go to medical school. I learned that myself through that experience. The people who are involved in the medical industry or who are giving down these protocols, they are well aware of that. And I'm not saying the people who were actually doing the intubation had any intent to do anything wrong. They're taking orders from people above. But it seems to me kind of like a a mass groupthink effect when a bunch of people in hospitals are prematurely intubating patients because of this this fear, this overrush of COVID. I don't think it was mass groupthink. I think the protocols changed. The way medical malpractice works is you have to do what they tell you to do, whether it's right yeah. or wrong. You can get sued if you don't do what they what the protocol is. That's true. You can't get sued for doing the right thing for doing the wrong thing. You can only get sued for not doing the thing. So I always yeah, that's thought a good point. This was gonna it was a protocol change. They're saying that there there is a, it looks like it's systematic, and then that's why I'm waiting to see the details of how liability shields roll out. I, my, Mitch McConnell is saying, we want to give liability shields to businesses because we don't want them responsible for people getting COVID. My guess is that in the end, the liability shield that they throw out there is going to be a very different thing. And it's going to be, a, and th- this has been talked about. I think it's been implemented in some places. It's going to be a liability shield against these bad protocols. That's what I really think. Yeah, I think you're right there. Continuing on the propaganda front, Fauci made an appearance on Sesame Street recently, over the weekend, and he was at, it was him and Sanjay Gupta, and they appeared there to exploit children and fill their heads with vaccine propaganda. It's basically what they did. And on the episode, Fauci was asked by the kids that the question that's pressing on every child's mind, as we know, child asked Fauci, when are children going to be able to get the vaccine? When can kids get it? We want to be adults. I mean, this is a kid, this like this kid really is is thinking about that and worried about that. But that's what he asked Fauci, and Fauci's response was he he said this to the kids. There's a group of kids. Of course, he's also speaking to the adults watching as well. But he says, when you get a new vaccine, you generally want to show the safety and efficacy in an adult population. You know, because kids know what the word efficacy means. Then he goes on to say, once you do, then you start doing trials. Maybe a couple months later in children, you can, you can as quickly as possible get them vaccinated. So we're looking about January to start some trials with children. He basically tells them we're testing in adults to make sure it's safe. We're doing an experiment right now. Then we're going to experiment on you coming January. And 
once the vaccine is safe and effective, he says, then we're anxious to get you vaccinated. And then the next question, all important question, was a kid asked, what about Santa Claus? Can Santa Claus come down the chimney with coronavirus? Is he going to be able to work on Christmas Eve? And Fauci told these children that he took a trip to the North Pole, that he personally vaccinated Santa Claus himself and checked his level of immunity and that he's good to go. He's going to be able to come down the chimney. So Santa is safe because he got the vaccine. Children, don't worry. You'll be able to get the vaccine. This is hardcore propaganda trying to get children to beg for the vaccine. And to say that Santa got it, it's like your MLK mask. Absolutely. And it subverts parents that might have questions about the vaccine as well through Sesame Street. That is coming up in the mainstream media, so no doubt it is unavoidable. They cannot deny it. Is that many health, frontline healthcare workers? This was in the journal today, but I've been seeing articles like this all over the place. They are the nurses. Actually, in the Wall Street Journal, it was just like nurses' aides. It wasn't like actually well-educated RNs, whatever. It wasn't disgraced nurse. Questions no, but it, vi- uh, vaccine. But it wasn't. It's it's definitely there. I can tell because my mom's like a practical nurse, whatever. She's not an RN, and there's a definite hierarchy. Then there's like the nurses' aide. They're targeting rural, lower income, lower class minorities, all that stuff as being the kind of in. They're anti-vax because they're superstitious. And that is that is how my doctor tried to get me to give my daughter Gardasil. He was like, well, people used to believe in werewolves, too. That was the example he used. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. But okay, he's like, you could be scared of things for no good reason or scared of things that aren't there. And I just feel like they're they're depicting that hesitancy among frontline workers as as only a certain subcategory. Dumb red redneckery. But it's but it's probably a real problem that the people, frontline workers are being hesitant. Yeah, because they work in the front lines and they have some knowledge of vaccines. And so it's probably not redneckery or just a bumpkin like they would say. They just changed. The CDC just changed their vaccine recommendations. Now, I don't know why it didn't change before, but they are now recommending that And we know this because of the adverse reactions they've displayed to us on on TV and in the news. They are now suggesting that people who have ever had a severe allergic reaction to any ingredient to not get the vaccine and to consult their doctor about getting it first. Don't get it, but first consult your doctor. So these people weren't allowed in the trials, yet they gave it to these people, and these people had a reaction. Why did they do that, and why are they just now doing this? This supports the theory that we are witnessing a trial, a clinical trial, without the participants knowing that they're part of the trial. Yeah, they always say, don't take this drug if you're allergic to anything that's in this drug, which is always so silly to hear that. But yeah, well, we'll see how it unfolds. But there's that's that's a good point right there. You look at the things that are in these vaccines and in these drugs, and most people have no idea, can't even read the word. I can't read most of the words on the back of most medications or vaccines. So I'm not going to recognize that unless it's very, very specific or the generic brand name of it. Is it on the shoulders of the people who don't understand these medical terms have never heard of them to determine that themselves? Or are there, there going to be some sort of vetting process or warning when they arrive to get their vaccine? Ever since getting to know the people and products at True Hemp Science, I have made CBD products a highly rewarding part of my life. From muscle rub to body lotion to CBD oil and my absolute favorite, 
gluten-free brownies. I have incorporated CBD products into my own approach to personal well-being. To find out more about CBD products in general and True Hemp Science products in particular, including their latest offering of gummies, check out their website and request a free personal consultation at truehempscience.com slash prop report. I am telling you, this uh, I heard this amazing interview. It was it was a woman, Allison McDowell. Again, it was on the higher side chats. I mean, Greg is just all over this stuff. But this this woman, I now I'm watching her three and a half hour webinar. She was She's an education activist, a public school activist. She's a real liberal, but really in the most sincere sense of the word, like she's not falling for any of this stuff, but she understands like how the education system, the bonds, finance, finance is trying to privatize kind of social services and public services, and they're using poverty and um, racial disparities as an excuse for how their private systems are going to be more efficient than just letting these people uh, fall, fall on their faces in the system later in life. And it's very insidious, but what it what she has many, many, many really interesting points. Allison McDowell, uh, many, and I'm going to really dig into what what she says there. But the one thing that really came home to me about what what she was saying was I had been theorizing that the Wally scenario where they have people on deck and then the big corporation is just catering to these people on deck who aren't even working. She's saying the way I'm hearing what she's saying is it actually is using. So this big apparatus that is the government has seven trillion, probably 11 trillion dollars now, many trillions of which are just wealth redistribution. That's low-hanging fruit for these financial corporations, banks, and even just big corporations that are going to serve those populations. And I do believe it is that kind of a of a scam where they take the productivity from those who are productive, they siphon it all off in in the name of helping these poor people. But I've always been a major opponent of public-private partnerships. If the government is not capable of providing, then it should not be given the mandate and the taxes. And she she actually digs into the details of how it actually is working. And her ultimate thing is that in the end, a couple of generations from now, and she she has evidence of how this is happening, she does this webinar with a guy, Joseph Gonzalez, who's a tech guy, and they are talking about how they're literally building a virtual world. And this whole shutdown was to push everything into the virtual world so that you can buy things in the virtual world that cost them very little to give you. And you kind of get a little bit atrophied. You don't need physical services. People just kind of withdraw. And, uh, and that's how they kind of level up consumption because by putting you in the virtual world, you can consume more in your mind and they give you tokens and stuff. It's really crazy what her whole, uh, her revelation and it is all backed up with real examples. It blew my mind, but now I think I understand the point of all this and the great reset and putting everybody in the digiverse and it's messed up. Yeah, digital consumption is easy to get out of control because you can just sit there and shop. 
I haven't looked at Amazon in 10 minutes. Let me go see what I can buy. Let me see. Let me see what the new hottest deal is. What's on sale right now? And I think that what you get is virtual. So like you buy a virtual prostitute and there is no prostitute. They have it's all like AI and stuff like that's how crazy it is. You, you, put know, on you don't even get anything in the mail. Yeah. You're just playing games like, you know how my son once when he first got a phone, he was or borrowed my phone. I think he was little before he had a phone and he racked up like three thousand dollars in in-app purchases playing a game. Those in-app purchases will get you, yeah. Yeah. What they do in a lot of these games, I played a bunch of them because I wanted to see what the propaganda was because the apps will pop up as recommendations. And the simulation games, the role-playing games, like you get to be a character and Saved by the Bell or you get to be a character. kind of. Well, it's not Sims. It's different than Sims. You take your favorite TV show and you get to be a character in that show. It's almost like that. They don't have exact TV shows. They have knockoff of TV shows. Like they have a game that's like, what's that doctor show with McDreamy in it? Oh, uh... Grey's Anatomy? Yeah, like Grey's Anatomy. ER? You're like a new intern, and you come in, and you get to live the life of an industry. It, it plays out just like a drama, but it presents you with these choices and these options in these certain critical situations. And, for example, it'll be like, do you want to not go home? Or do you, do you want to go home and go to bed early? Or do you want to go out with Cynthia for drinks after work? <laughs> and then it's, well, if you want to go out with Cynthia for drinks, you got to pay two ninety nine to get enough coins. And people no can way. rack that stuff up. Real money. Over, yeah. That's messed up. Well, that's what she's saying. And she's saying that the kids are building it. So like Minecraft is just a way to get kids into building a virtual world and that they are actually going to be building the virtual world inside video games right now. I've seen kids working on Minecraft and they can build in that thing endless for hours, for and days. And that's what they're building. They're building a virtual world that will be used because it's not, it doesn't exist yet. We're building not our millions. own matrix is what you're saying. That's what she says. You're building yeah. a prison that you're going to live in. It's wow. messed up. It's like it is the first podcast I think I have ever been like, I have to listen to this twice. Like I just gave up on figuring, you know, to following it in yeah. real time. Like I just have to re- listen to it again. But fortunately, she has that webinar. Uh, her thing is called Wrench in the Gears. That's her website, Wrench in the Gears. And this it's is cool the, name. it was called the webinar you've been waiting for. But I mean, buckle up. Brian Stelter of Reliable Sources, the most unreliable source in television, over the weekend, he did a segment about the radicalization, the radicalizing power of right-wing media networks. And he gives examples of what this radicalization is, those examples being election denialism, people who question (laughs) vaccines. He says that the internet and the reason this radicalization is allowed to happen is because the internet creates more space for extremism and the echo chambers accelerate the process. Now, the echo chambers being OAN News, being all the our parlor, all these places that people can go that are kicked off of the regular networks now. And he says that examples of radicalism are QAnon is one clear example of radicalism. Stop the Steal is an example of radicalism. Anti People in some corners of the anti-vax movement is an example of radicalism. All this conspiracy stuff from Trump and all the disinformation, according to Stelter, is leading to a mass radicalization of some parts of America. 
This well, goes right in line with that 70 million people that they need to get rid of or eliminate those opinions of that the CFR was talking about. Well, the virtual world thing, just as an aside, is very behavior oriented. You really don't get to live in that world without extreme behavior control. And it can alert like cops as you walk past them. So it will it will the cop will see it's like the machine from person of interest. The cop will see you walk by and it'll say, um, you know, orange alert. This person has antisocial tendencies, anti orange alert tendencies. for Trump. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> maybe. So but I, in keeping with your like right wing radical stuff, I guess Sidney Powell, she must be. I don't know what, why she was in the news, but it's a. It, but she it, was what, in the White House in the Oval oh Office with a meeting with Flynn and Trump, and he's considering her to appoint her to something. Yeah, there was something, and but I just thought it was funny. I wasn't going to bring this story, but I just wrote down this quote that I was reading in like the Hill or something. Powell is a right wing conspiracy theorist who wants to see voting machines, uh, who wants to seize voting machines, or even declare martial. Law. Now, I don't know if she wants to declare martial law. Maybe she does. That was seizing, a story. Seizing voting machines is not a bad idea. I mean, Giuliani's for that too, but I don't trust Giuliani and Ken Starr is kind of leading the charge. He's a cover up artist. I, I don't, very, very deep state. That's not, but what, what Garland was telling us makes me think that it would be good if they, if, I mean, this has got to stop. He, Oh, I don't think he filed the lawsuit yet, but he is. They said they are going to file a big lawsuit tomorrow. He put out a press release about the whistleblowers getting fired for whistleblowing. Yet the poll workers who counted all those ballots after sending everyone home, they're not being fired. It's just very funny. Yeah. Sidney Powell is being considered. Trump is considering naming her as a special counsel on election fraud. And there was a meeting in the Oval Office with Flynn and I believe Sidney Powell as well, where they say that Trump was considering martial law, even though Trump openly said that that's he said that's fake news. I know Flynn had mentioned martial martial law at some talk he gave, but the media ran with the Trump's going to enact martial law thing over the weekend. Yeah, well, speaking of special investigation, Bill Barr said that it is uh, he sees no reason to appoint a special investigator into the Hunter Biden story. I mean. There is so much more to the Hunter Biden story than there ever was to what Trump got impeached for. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. It just never stops. Yeah. It's unbelievable. The- this guy, did I tell you this last week? The guy, Yi, who was their, one of their partners or contacts with the now bankrupt CEFC Energy Did you say Corporation. Yi? Yi, Y-E, not Ye, like Kanye. Kanye, yeah. Spelled the same, though. Uh, Yi, he is in, in, well, he just disappeared. And they say he's in jail in China, but that guy is... M-I-A. And I know, I'm not sure it's China who took him out because he's got the goods. He's the yeah. guy. I believe he's the guy that Biden, Hunter Biden, asked for $10 million from. Like a Merry Christmas from the entire Biden family. Please wire me $10 million. <laughs> <laughs> if that works. And- That's an exaggeration. It did not work. He did not. There is no evidence he actually got the money. One other thing that happened on Stelter's show is during his closing monologue he slipped in 
even if Newsmax or OAN News doesn't give an outlet for the right-wing radicalizing media that he's talking about, even if they don't, there are plenty of live stream networks that will fill that demand. And he said that twice during the show. Oh. And I have not heard him say that ever before. And when they say things like this, it always comes back. It's Chekhov's gun. It's seeding. And this tells me that he's he's implying that any anywhere that this outside information alternative opinion can exist is bad is radicalizing and needs to be you know brought I've, in i've been waiting for them to to put down live streaming i mean we're yeah. still live streaming yeah so I and all these other networks works. have popped up i think this is a call to to wrangle them I think they're going to – I don't think live streaming is going to – or maybe you need, like, permission to do it. I just – I don't see how – that that because that would be the one way to get your yeah. message out. When to people do what? go back to watching things live to get your message out. Because if you put right. something up on YouTube, they take it down right away, right? But they have to see it before they can take it down. So if you're live streaming it, they can't see it until you've done it. I mean, I guess yeah. they can stop you so in the middle. they don't know like, what you – yeah. That German doctor supposedly he well it's not supposedly he was live streaming, and a SWAT team came in and shut him down. And then the the story, whether it's cover up or not, I don't know, was that they went into the wrong apartment. There was a drug bust for a different apartment. They weren't trying to shut him up. I don't know, but I believe they took him away, and and it was during a live stream. So I wouldn't be surprised if all this. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah. That's quick work to get over there during the live stream. I know. I know. I know. I don't. I just don't. It, I, I mean, there's a chance that there it could have been a drug raid. I mean, there's a chance they, they're saying that it was. Yeah. The stimulus bill is allegedly supposed to be signed today that they came to an agreement to over the weekend where they're going to be giving direct payments of $600 per adult and child per house. So... Well, $300 per week for a few weeks for unemployment. The the number of money that they say they're giving out is it's ridiculous. It's not the people who have been the people who've been on the rent and been paying their rent because of the moratorium. This this is going to do nothing for them. They're getting dug deeper and deeper into a hole and they did extend the or they're going to extend the moratorium for evictions to the end of January. And this does help people temporarily, but it also puts them in a position where they're going to be put in a deeper and deeper hole unless just something is 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 done with the the rental companies. I know they were talking about maybe giving money to them. This just creates a situation where everybody regardless of whether they they are big government or small government people if they're in that situation they have no choice but just just accept this this stuff they're throwing at them because they're helpless yeah. you're, you're almost put in a freaking helpless situation right now yeah absolutely and and they this is just under a trillion dollars it's additive to whatever the deficits would have been normally there's a trillion dollar deficit and now this is extraordinary so we're already we're two months into the fiscal year Two, three, three months almost into the fiscal year. And I can already tell you that you'll have a $2 trillion deficit, probably $4 trillion, just like you did last year. Pelosi was like, oh, it's not enough and all that. But it, it, what it is, is it's a way 
First of all, what the Alison McDowell was saying is that, and this is consistent with what we've been observing, is that they are impoverished and they must impoverish everyone because their system relies on poverty, on cycling through this poverty relief money that the government collects, and then it's getting siphoned out by the corporatists or the financial money powers. But they are also... They they also need to. I believe that they need to place this kind. Somebody needs to borrow money to uh, for the monetary stimulus to enter the system because it's a debt based currency. So I think a lot of this is just about inflation. But it's I don't know what the end game is to be honest with you. But I will say for the patron fifteen, uh, I have my latest album was Van Halen. Van Hagar was. Oh, you ate one too. That's the name of the album. I don't think I know that one, so I look forward to hearing about that one. Yeah, and I think I have some other stuff for you. I have, uh, oh, interesting news about Jupiter and Saturn. I heard about that. December 21st today is going to happen. Tonight only. Oh, sugar. It's George the Friendly Truck Driver. Did you know about the superpowers? Happy birthday. Oh, happy birthday. The Friendly Truck Driver. It's also the shortest day of the year. Whose superpower? What? I'll tell you about it in the page for 15. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every weekday afternoon at thepropreport.com, your favorite podcasting platform or the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propaganda report and become a patron. You can also find our video deep dive podcast on rockfin.com. We will talk to you guys in the page for 15 or tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.